Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, June 11, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Simonetti. And I'm Broadway star's James Marino. James, two big events that I want to remind everybody about today on Thursday. The first one is the Broadway Advocacy Coalition's Broadway for Black Lives Matter Again Forum, day two. Now, of course, we talked about before day one was a day of healing that was open only to black members of the theatrical industry. This one is now open to everybody. It is part of a two-day uh, form, so they suggest that if you want to be a part of day two, you are also a day or part of day three, and vice versa. You can still register, as far as I know, um, at bwayforblm.com. We will have a link in the show notes. That takes place from five to six thirty p.m. Eastern time, both on Thursday and Friday. Then on Thursday, we have the New York Times's offstage opening night. It is a kind of a celebration of the season that was like half season that was it'll start at 7 p.m. It'll include uh, this is a new thing added. The New York Times critic at large, Wesley Morris, will have a conversation with um, four African-American artists from this past season. Kenny Leon, Celia Rose Gooding, uh, Adrian Warren and Daniel J. Watts. Um, then we'll also have performances from company um, uh, Jagged Little Pill, Moulin Rouge, Six, Girl from the North Country. It'll be 90 minutes starting at 7 p.m. You do have to register for both of these things. So um, we will have links to to that where you can register for both um, the Broadway for Black Lives Matter Again Forum and the offstage opening night from The New York Times in the show notes. All right. So uh, The Times Stepping it up here to recognize the uh, season. I guess maybe we can call this almost the lost season. I was just thinking, as you said, Adrian Warren. Wow. What? Uh, I feel so much for her because I really think that she was going to walk away with it this year. Um, it, it depends. Like, I think that if the season would have opened as planned, I think her and um, uh, uh, the... Sharon D. Clark from uh, Carolina Change would have been in for a fight, just yeah, like they were with the true. Olivier's. Yeah. Um, and of course, we don't. I, I don't know much about you know the other shows that hadn't opened. The Six, sure. Diana, anything else in terms of reviews? But um, I, I love my my love for Adrian Warren is well known, so that is would not have been a problem with me. Our 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 love for Adrian. Yeah, I don't want, I don't like to speak for yeah. you and get all cuz you've got restraining orders from other people that you love. So this I'm just trying true. to make sure just <laughs> yeah. trying to make sure I don't get you in any more trouble. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So uh first up in the news, we have some COVID-19 updates. Yeah, James, we've got a mix of good news, some kind of mm -hmm. uncomfortable news and then some bad news in this section today. So let's start with the good news. On Wednesday, the National Endowment for the Arts announced over 84 million dollars in grants to 1,144 organizations across all 50 states, Washington, D.C., and each of the five U.S. territories. Now, keep in mind that this is in addition to the other grants that they are passing out related to the CARES Act funding. So this is in addition to things that they are doing in an emergency fashion. Now, some of the theatrical organizations, and this is just about maybe a third of them, 
uh, to receive a grant are the Alliance for Resident Theaters in New York, which is also one of the organizations that has recently opened its lobby to protesters, the American Repertory Theater in Cambridge, the American Theater Wing, the Black Ensemble Theater Corporation, Bushwick Star, the Center for Puppetry Arts in Atlanta, Center Theater Group out in L.A., the Drama League of New York, uh, Everyman Theater in Baltimore, the Flea, the Maiyi Theater Company in New York, the Oregon Shakespeare, Shakespeare Festival in Oregon, uh, Rattlestick Playwrights Theater, the Tectonic Theater Project, the Theater Development Fund, or TDF, Williamstown Theater Festival, and more. We will have a link to where you can check out all 1,144 of those organizations in the show notes. So that's the good news, James. Now on to this iffy news. Can I throw in some additional good please. news? Yes, uh, here, I, I, don't, I don't think Ashley mentioned it uh, on the Wednesday show. But Schubert Organization awarded $32 million in 2020 grants for 560 nonprofit organizations across America. The total giving for the Schubert Foundation since 1977, why don't you guess, Matt? So you didn't see this? Give us a guess. I did not. Since 1977, Schubert Foundation has given out how much? How much did they give this year? You said thirty-two million. Thirty-two million, yes. So um, that's fifty, almost fifty years, or fifty years. Thirty-two carry the one. Uh, I'm going to say um, two hundred million dollars. Five hundred no. million dollars. Wow! They have that's now given crazy. out more than five hundred million dollars in grants to uh, nonprofit arts organizations across the United States. Uh, and, and I didn't, I, I, I didn't see it around in, uh, you know, it was a, basically a quiet press release from the Schuberts. I did not see it at uh, all. And I didn't see it at all anywhere else. And I thought we should bring some good news. Some good, good news. Good news. Yeah, exactly. She's dead. Oh, wait, that's not good news. Okay, anyway. That's the other thing. Yeah. All right. So now on to the iffy stuff. Mm -hmm. First up, following reopening orders from California Governor Gavin Newsom on Thursday, Los Angeles County is expected to issue guidelines for restarting production on movies and television. The guidelines will allow production to resume as soon as Friday, which is one of the things that Newsom announced, though many projects are expected to resume operations at some point this summer. As union representatives continue to negotiate protocols for individual jobs on film sets. Now, of course, different unions involved in production have issued their own guidelines as Actors Equity have. Um, So it will still take a bit of time. It'll probably be a slow process as things start to get worked back up. Um, You know, as we start to see states that have already reopened have increases, substantial increases in both cases of COVID-19 diagnoses and hospitalizations go up as well. It, this makes me nervous um, because as we talked about with theater and it's still true in film and television, like this isn't something you can socially distance, you know, while you're doing your work. Yeah. Uh, so it makes me nervous. And similarly, based off of that same Newsome reopening order, Yesterday, Anaheim, California's Disneyland announced their reopening proposal with their downtown Disney reopening on July, July 9th. Disneyland Park and California Adventure reopening on the theme park's birthday, July 17th. And then the Grand, uh, Grand Californian and Paradise P- uh, Pier Hotel reopening on the 23rd. I almost automatically, James, said the Grand Floridian, hmm, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. which I couldn't get that out. But. Uh, Disney World here in Orlando, where Grand Floridian is, uh, opens on July 11th. And may the odds be ever in all of our favors. 
But James, between film production and theme parks opening, this kind of semi brings us into today's bad news because the New York Times had a story on Wednesday in which they talked to doctors and officials from universities, the CDC and the Performing Arts Medical Association, in which they all basically said that singing in groups with other people is still particularly unsafe due to the increased risk of transmitting the coronavirus that way. Now, James, knowing the spitting habits of some musical theater stars, it might be a really long time before singing with other people is safe, especially on Broadway. I don't think that Mandy and uh, and Patty couldn't sing together anymore. Or Groff Sauce. Groff, I mean, yeah. Oh, man, there's a lot of spittle going on out there. There is. There is so much of that spittle happening. All right. So uh, next up, what do we have in our recommendation section? All right. I've got two upcoming live streams to talk about and an article. Let's start with the article. And this one, again, comes from The New York Times. It's a series of interviews pieced together into one article from uh, Laura Collins Hughes, Michael Paulson and Salamisha Tillett. Um, They collectively did interviews with four uh, African-American theater artist, playwright Lydia R. Diamond, actor Jelani Aladdin, director Kenny Leon, and artistic director Sarah Bellamy. And they talk about how racism corrodes the theater world. They share some of their experiences and their prescriptions for change. Um, it, it's it, There's a lot of great stuff in here, and they all have a lot of different individual things to say. And... Um, I think this is one of those must reads as we're all kind of trying to us white people trying to get our heads around what the black experience in the American theater is. I think this is one of those things from four incredible artists to um, give us at least a sliver of perspective as to what their lives and careers are like. Uh, I think this is very helpful. So I highly, highly recommend that. Then we also had uh, the announcement that on Sunday, June 14th, the Museum of Jewish Heritage, the National Yiddish Theater Folkspain, Sing for Hope, and Lang Lang Organization Music Foundation will all come together to present We Are Here, a celebration of resilience, resistance, and hope. This live stream concert event um, will uh, be available uh, across the United States and, and include a, uh, over 100 organizations to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the end of World War II and the 77th anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. Included in uh, the the list of performers that will be a part of this are Whoopi Goldberg, Billy Joel, Dr. Ruth, Lauren Ambrose, Leia Salonga, Mayim Bialik, Uh, And many, many more. So that is, again, on Sunday, June 14th uh, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. And then the final one here, James, this is one that we talked about a lot when it was an actual onstage production. But earlier this week, the Red Bull Theater announced that they will be presenting a live stream of the government inspector starring Michael Urie. Um, This cast will feature the off-Broadway production cast from 2017 that also includes Arnie Burton, Stephen DeRosa, uh, Michael McGraw, Mary Testa, and more. This will be coming to you the next day after the uh, National Yiddish Theater event. It'll be June 15th at 7.30 p.m. Like we did with the other one, we will have links to both of these in the show notes and on broadwayradio.com for your scheduling pleasure. All right. So those are awesome recommendations. I recommend those recommendations. It's very meta, meta, isn't it? It is. Thank you for recommending my recommendations. 
Do you recommend I, my recommending of your recommendations? I, I, I would, I would quasi recommend it. All right. Well, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thanks for, I recommend that. Uh, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMAT. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with me. I would recommend that you come back and uh, let Matt and Ashley get you into the weekend tomorrow. 